Hi, it's Aureline from Spooky and Strange, and I'm here to remind you that this podcast contains mature language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you have watched the show that we will be discussing, because there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's been out for a while, so get caught up already. (laughs) Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to the Rewatch Recap. I am your host, Dustin, and I want to personally thank you for tuning in, especially for all these Patreon episodes we've been putting out up until the new season starts on January 29th. And you know what? If you want to hear more of these Patreon episodes, there's more of them. There's a lot more of them. You can just subscribe for $3 a month. The link is in the show notes. Uh, random uncensored conversation. Go try it out. It's It's fun. And we're going to be trying to put out some extra bonus stuff instead of just conversations going forward. So uh, we'll be taking suggestions for that soon enough. So follow our socials as well. And uh, hope to see you there. So in this bonus episode, I am back with Aureline. And this is actually for The Magicians episodes 1 and 2, where we did our first pre-show recordings for uh, the Patreon. And it was really a lot of fun. Um... It's, we get into, you know, deep conversations in these Patreons, and Aureline loves to put me in my place, which is fine, because I love having her do it, because I like to, my mind to be broadened, and I hope you do too. Uh, and yeah, so why don't you stay tuned, listen to this, get ready for The Magician's Season 2 recaps to start January 29th, 2024, and for now, we hope you enjoy. So let's talk about what has been going on or what you've been watching or whatever since we last recapped the first season of Scream. Oh, my gosh. It feels like years ago now. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't finish that until like, was it August? Yeah, but it still feels like years ago. Well, because so much has happened. And I mean, especially nowadays and today's political climate, so much shit happens within a course of a week. A let alone months. I know. Sometimes people at work are like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And I'm like, the world? <laughs> have you checked social media? <laughs> My God. Um, but yeah, what have I been watching? Wednesday. Have Wednesday you was good. Wednesday? I, I watched it. it. Yeah. I watched all of it. Yeah. Really fun. Um, I mean, I thought they went a little Riverdale-esque. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, maybe? Right. And like, I could do without some of those subplots and like things. Um, what I mean, like they even, they went, de- I mean, come on. They have chilling adventures of Sabrina. It, it's totally that. I mean, they say Riverdale, but I'm like, it's, it's chaos. It's. <laughs> uh, I thought it was much more like Riverdale. Where Well, I mean, like- they had the show set up. They have the school. They had like, what have you know, weird stuff going on. And, and then you also have um, different magical creatures. Not. And then you have like the antagonistic frenemy black girl with the short hair. Yeah, but you always have an antagonistic frenemy. No, no, no. But it's like literally they went, we like this girl. So we're going to copy her over here and paste. You know, that's what I was like. Okay. And uh, I could see that. There were quite a few things actually, but it it felt more 
referential than original, and I want them to turn that, like, balance it differently in the next season. Yeah, I hope that they – I really kind of think that what should happen is the new headmistress maybe should be Morticia. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Wednesday would hate it so much, though. I know. That's the point. Oh, my. Morticia's like, we could spend all this time together. And she's like, oh, great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, maybe then she'll find all the the hidden passages behind the tapestries and things. Yeah, trying to get away. <laughs> yeah, um, I also think that they need it. Like people are saying, they should bring on other Adams family members, like Grandma and cousin It. Like maybe actually give cousin It a storyline instead of just being a character. Yeah, like, you know, what is cousin It? Give us something here. What is he saying? Is there an interpretation <laughs> tool you use? Like how do you you know? Um, maybe give us an origin of thing, like how the hell oh, he came love, to be. That'd be great. Backstory or just some more thing adventures. Yeah. I'd like to see uncle Fester more. I thought Fred Armisen did a great job. Yeah, that was fun. That was really fun as a character. I mean, a lot of it, I, I feel like part of what I didn't like is they stuffed it with far too many plots and subplots mm-hmm. and then they couldn't focus in on the school or the family or the friends or, and like. I want to see more of this weird school. Wednesday kept frustrating me too. I'm like, come on, Wednesday. You're better than this. You know what I mean? Like certain things that she kept doing. I was like, really? She's 16. Yeah, but Wednesday's smarter than the average 16-year-old. You know? Smart in some ways. Uh, Very dumb in others. (laughs) I guess so. And I'm like, God. But uh, That was a fun one. Yeah, it was. And uh, man. Oh, by the way, my dog's right here. He Hello. he wanted this is he's like fourteen years old. You can hear him smacking. Oh, okay, yeah. cutie. He stinks. <laughs> he's a stinky little dog. It's okay though. He um, comes yeah. in. He's like, mm, hey, I'm bored. Aww. He's used to like laying next to mom all the time. So I've been okay. trying to get him up and moving around, doing things other than just laying in one spot that he always laid in. You know. But um, yeah. yeah so I yeah I really liked Wednesday. I thought it was a fun show. Um, one of my friends, actually, one of my friends, my coworkers, we were talking about it the other day and we were talking about, oh, what could they focus on? Whatever. And I said, I liked Fred Armisen as uncle Fester. And he said something about the movie and I said, yeah. And, and, and oh, we were talking about how like we, they can bring in some of the people from the movies as uh, other characters, kind of like what they did with Christina Ricci. I was like, oh, that'd be fun to have Christopher Lloyd show up for some reason. And he fun. didn't, he goes, why would Christopher Lloyd show up? And I said, cause he was uncle Fester in the movie. Right. And he goes. What? And I said, <laughs> he was Uncle Fester in the movie. He was like, you're shit me. Doc Brown was Uncle Fester. I was like, yes. Did yes. you not watch the movies? <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, oh, my God. So he started looking up. He goes, holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're a little late, buddy. You're a little See, late. Not, not everybody wants the fun surprises we want because they don't even know about them. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of like, how could somebody not know if you've watched that movie several times? I mean. Yes, but the movie is also from like the the past eon of 1994 or something. So yeah, at this and point, he was born in 1992. So yeah, that makes sense. That it's uh, not part of everybody's childhood. I was just watching a YouTuber who I, I really I like a bunch of YouTubers who just like react to things or like watch TV shows I like and talk about them, but they're all so young. They're all experiencing it for the very first time through a new lens and through. So, okay, I I have to bring this up because you'll appreciate it. I was listening to these two guys. I think they're in their twenties, and they are talk. They were talking about uh, like Gossip Girl or something. It was a show that references referenced Babysitters Club. Okay. And these two guys go, 
what's babysitter's club oh god and then they were like i don't know it sounds super niche and i was like screaming at my phone like it's not super niche (laughs) what's funny is that in the baby did you watch the babysitter's club show only the first couple episodes i think i don't think i finished reference gossip girl (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh you know i really wish i had a dorota like you're the dorota that kind of thing and I was like, why are they watching Gossip Girl? These girls are like 11. Yeah, that's way too young. They should not. But I just thought it was funny how like I watch people now younger than me and they make references that I'm like, oh, you have no idea what that is. Okay. Got oh, it. Man. <laughs> Apparently now the big thing with Gen Z is flip phones. They're going back to the flip phones now. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I have always missed my physical keyboard candy bar phone. I loved that version of it where mm-hmm. you could literally type on it. I loved it. I would go back to it. I remember I had that, the Motorola Razor. Ooh, I didn't have one of those. That was fancy. The one thing I hated though is that you had to like tap a number like so many times to get to the right letter. And if you went past it, you had to keep tapping or erase what you just did. I mean, that was all of them for a while until like we got the expanded keyboards. And then when I had a full keyboard, I was like, oh, and it like flipped out sideways. I was kind of like a sidekick oh, in a way. Cool. Yeah, it was so cool. I loved it. Wow. I would go back. So if Gen Z is about it, I'm down. I... I don't it's know. more. It's more of a, a like you said, a niche thing. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like oh, and it's like they said this article I read said in an effort to curb their their screen time. I'm like they ain't doing. They're not trying to curb their screen I mean, time. Not, like they lit. I every time I look at stats for screen time and you look at younger, it's just like even when they're sleeping, they're looking at their phone. <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but like. <laughs> It just needs to be like permanently in a hand and they're just like like consuming YouTube while sleeping. (laughs) I need it all. I need it all in my brain. I mean, in fairness, if I had had this internet at like 16, I would now have a melted brain. Oh, yeah. Thank God we didn't, right? Like, (laughs) my God. I had to read a lot of books. But you know what? We were the beta testers of social media and... I'm not saying us in particular because we're not parents, but the people who are parents that are in our generations failed <laughs> because they didn't learn the lessons that they should have learned to teach their kids. In fairness, a lot of us did not learn lessons from the early web. We just learned how to use it. Right. That's like true. we didn't pick up lessons because I remember, I even remember at the time all the like scare tactic things of like children getting kidnapped in chat rooms. And I was in chat rooms all the time. ASL 14. Why did I do that? I don't know. 14 F US. Like. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was in a bunch of M for M chat rooms. Of course. I wanted to talk to other gay people, you know? And yeah, I just wanted to talk to people. And I was like, there were you. I, I wish I could explain how the internet used to be. Where I know. Everything was actually chat rooms open. in general. Just that right there. And like you could literally look at a list of a thousand chat rooms and just jump into one. Like there weren't all this, it wasn't invite only, you didn't have passwords, things weren't closed behind walls. Everything was open and you just wandered into a chat room with like a bunch of literal strangers from all over the world. And, and you know what? They would ice you sometimes. Yeah, you would sit there trying to chat with somebody like, hey guys, how's it going? And they're just like, and a lot of times they leave the room to go to another room. And I'm like, well, shit, I was just saying hi. <laughs> there were some assholes that back then. <laughs> It was a to- it was really like the wild west of 
internet. Like now we have a lot of like structures and walls and um, like do kids even know that Google didn't used to have safe search on it and you would search like cheerleader and you would get porn results without looking for them? I don't think so. They would just be in Google image results because Google grabbed them in search. Man, I wish I could just grab some kids and go back in time and like use the internet. And they're just like, have you watched that 90s show yet? No, (gasps) come on. That's not going to be good, is it? It's actually good. If you like that 70s show, it's the same writers. I mean, I do I like that 70s show or did I watch every episode because it was in syndication? I don't know. But I've seen well, it all. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things like I didn't I wasn't really into it. And then like a couple years ago, I had lost my job and I was just depressed and I was just laying yeah. around and I was like, oh, for like the first few weeks, I was just laying there. And I said, I'm going to marathon that 70 show. And I'd never watched it all the way through. And I got into it and I never like there was only a couple of times that I actually laughed out loud. It was humorous and it was fun, but I was not like funny, you know? <laughs> And so that's how I feel about that 90 show. It's got the same feel. It's not like Full House as compared to Fuller House. It's more like, I don't know what to call it. But of course, there's like those substitute characters because they got new kids in it. And so you're like, oh, that's the new Hyde or that's the new Jackie, that kind of thing. Right. And But you just kind of look past that because they brought in the old characters too. And you see what's mm-hmm. happening with them now. And I mean, Red and Kitty make the show, obviously. Even now, anytime, anytime I laughed at that '70s show, it was Kitty. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God! No, Fez has a great episode in, the, in that '90s show. There's an episode oh, it's, no, he's in throughout it. it. Yeah. Oh, no. They all show up except for Hyde. Okay, but Leo's no, in it. Fez and Hyde are dealing with the same things in the real world. Fez isn't as bad. His is more like. No, Hyde is actually literally going to trial. Fez has just kind of like been accused, and that was well, not Fez, but Wilmer Valderrama. That was way in the past because he was a ladies' man, and that's why. Oh no, that's not why. Like, there's a lot about him. He's really sketchy and gross. Well, he's got a like, family maybe. now, and he's married, so I don't know what if he turned over a new leaf or not. But maybe. Dude. But also, I mean, the Demi Lovato song "29." Everybody mm. must listen because scathing indictment, like. Yeah, it is not normal for a 29-year-old man to be attracted to, like, a 16-year-old girl. It's not. And let's well, not all pretend I will say we all not that it's not normal to be attracted to him, because you could look at a kid and think they're an adult. I will say that. But to know that they're 16, that's not normal. <laughs> to go, well, oh, and, and try to get with them? Yeah, that's not that normal. That level of, of attraction. Like, you're not just like, oh, pretty. You're like, I am going to claim that. <laughs> It's just the way you just said that. That was crazy. I I feel like that's the attitude. And I would just like to say as someone older, like it's not that we all go through that and we all like think 16 year olds are hot when we're inappropriately old. No, that's only some people. Mm -hmm. I just need to say that. But like, (laughs) well, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes you look at somebody, oh, they're good looking. How old are they? And you find, oh, well, never mind then. But But see, then you go, never mind. You don't go, I'm going to sleep with them. Oh, well, that's just an obstacle I got to tackle. Like, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's what I object to is like, but anyway, yes. Like, (laughs) well, (laughs) I think now I'm from what I, that might have, I don't know about what's going on now. I mean, I understand it's not a current thing for him because I haven't heard anything about it. That might have been in the past and it might have been settled and everything's probably fine. Okay, but, sure. So I know but he's yeah. got a family and stuff. He's on NCIS now. Oh, is uh, he? Oh, yeah. He's been on there for a good seven or eight years now. His okay. name is, he plays Nick Torres and he's really straight laced and very, you know, and he's got some comedic moments, but it's mainly just 
you know, he's always like this, just kind of scowling. So then I've been watching with it because I've been watching it with mom for the longest yeah. time because she watches NCIS all the time. And so I end up watching that that 90s show and he shows up as Fez again. And I'm like, oh, it's so nice to see him go back to being like silly, silly Fez. And he's got like this flippy hair. And I mean, I'll tell you stuff that I, I found out before I even watched the show. Like he has like a string of like salons throughout the state of Wisconsin or at least in the area. Yeah. And so he's like famous and he's got uh, good okay. money now. And um, nice. so, yeah. And he ends up like he's dating their new neighbor. Okay. Because Donna's family moved out, new neighbors moved in. And there's a brother and a sister that become friends with the, the, their mm. the Kitty and Red's granddaughter. Okay. And um, so there's a whole episode about how the neighbor's trying to dump Fez, but he's just not taking being dumped. He's just like, she's like, we're over. He was like, over, under, I don't care. <laughs> just not picking up on it at all <laughs> it's pretty funny but okay. uh yeah so i mean and hot oh, i'm not hide um kelso and jackie show up for one like scene which yeah, maybe I mean, they're way too famous now yeah but they showed up and they're okay. in it because one of the new kids is their son uh okay and um you find that out and you're like oh that's okay all right let's see what's going on here and so, you know, so you have, and of course, Eric and Donna had their daughter. And of course, they okay. named her Leia after nice. Princess Leia because he was yeah. all into Star Wars. So, I mean, it, it's a, it was a good show. It's fun to watch. Okay. I'll say it's just something you can pass the time and watch and have on and not have to, like, think too much about. So, see, I thought Blockbuster was going to be that show for me. That and sucked. Yeah, it was. I mean, some of the funniest people in comedy, but it was not funny. It just goes to show, man, you can have some great actors and great performers, but you don't have that writing. I know it just didn't. It, it, it should have been so much tighter and funnier and more the, modern. Yeah. And that's it, like the new um, Night Court that just came out this oh, past week. I haven't week. seen that. It's not funny. <laughs> it's Is just it, it really wants to be. Oh. But it's like. 80s sitcom funny like night court used oh, to be no. and it's like they didn't update the the humor I mean, the, the format's <laughs> no. fine but they didn't update the humor and they have great performers in it mm-hmm. you know they have great people you have you know um uh melissa rocks or, or roch or rock i don't know how you say her name from oh, big bang yeah. theory bernadette mm-hmm. she's the new judge she's harry's daughter okay and um she they bring back john larroquette he's the only one who mm. comes from the original show um and uh they have another woman, Lacretta. I don't really know her, but apparently she's really big on Broadway and stuff. And so she plays like the Ooh, bailiff. Cool. Um, and they have uh, an- another guy. I can't remember his name, but he was from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. You have a g- bunch of talented people. And I'm yeah. like, and he's funny on Zoe's. So I know he can be funny. But I'm like, why is this not funny? Like, make it better, guys. I- I'm kind of giving it some time because I like all of them. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. The first two episodes, not great. First one's usually not always that great, especially in a sitcom. It's always setting up, you know. Right. And then the second one, eh, they're finding their way. So I'm going to give it like three episodes, three and four, and then I'm done if it's not good after that. So okay, <laughs> I'm very yeah. lenient. It's uh, it's honestly, I know we've talked about this before, but it's hard to invest in new TV shows that are so new mm-hmm. when you're like, I don't know, like, are you going to keep this writing team? Are you going to grow? Are you going to get better? Or are you just going to cancel it? Or even if it's a great show, yeah, you're like, uh, should I even try? 
<laughs> because if not enough people watch this, I'm going to be disappointed. Right. Like there are now some shows that I was going to get into and since have been canceled. And I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to open that door. Right. Honestly, because I'm just going to be mad <laughs> if I like it. Well, there was a few shows on HBO Max that I wanted to watch. And they're like, not enough people watch this. We're pulling it. I'm like, you're just pulling the show. Like not right. even like Entirely. any of it is going to be on there anymore. Right. What is that? Like. The number of things I have discovered years after they were on, and not even like 10 years, just a couple years, when mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wow, if they had kept going, there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. But they didn't. Well, one of them they pulled was Minx. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. I heard of it. I've never seen it. It, it was a, It's basically a fictionalized version of someone creating Playgirl. Oh, interesting. It's kind of okay. comedic. And so this woman gets together with a guy who's a publisher, He or he publishes like regular you know playboy type porn or whatever and so he's like yeah like what's you know and so it's all about her trying to do like a feminist magazine and he kind of helps her mm -hmm. curb it back into being like a let's you know objectify men type ma magazine you know <laughs> okay. and so it gets big and everything and apparently you see like everything on these guys in this show um it's a comedy too and it's got jake johnson from new girl oh yeah he's the mm -hmm. publisher guy and okay. whoops um and uh, but they got picked up by stars. So mm -hmm. it will be on the stars app. You can watch the first season since they removed it off HBO Max. And then they're going to have okay. the second season exclusively on stars. So at least it got another life and at least people are keeping their jobs, which I'm just like, quit like the, the shit that they're doing. Like, we're going to make a full show. We're going to order the second season. You're going to film the entire show. And now we've canceled the show and we're not okay. even going to air the second season that's been filmed. What? That just feels egregious. Like, that's just cruel. You it really is. Money. People did the thing. Let it out. I agree. I agree 100%. Like, that's not, like, now these people who worked on it have nothing to show for it. Yeah, I've seen some really, like, just discouraging Twitter threads where people are like, in this industry, you get jobs based on your last creative effort, the last thing you worked on, the last thing on your resume. And if you can't point to a thing, it's like, well, what have you produced? They're really screwing their own industry. They are. And to be honest, though, like, I don't want to make this a meta thing, but like every industry is screwing itself yeah. at this point in a way where it feels like we're in a death spiral of capitalism, maybe. I don't really know. But it's happening everywhere. Like, I work in tech and even tech, it's getting really bad. Ugh. Like, Man. there's no safe industry at this point. Yeah, um, I know. Which we should have a TV show about. <laughs> there really should. <laughs> Nothing is safe. The show. Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, I recently got into Mythic Quest. I'm a couple of years late to Mythic Quest, but it is so fun. I love I've, it. I've heard about it. I haven't watched it. I have Apple TV, and I should watch it. But oh, I my God. Watch yet. it. I... Uh, friends had recommended it to me and I like video game stuff. So I was like, maybe, but I hated Silicon Valley because it was too real. Like mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel funny. It felt like, oh no, that's what's going to happen next in tech. Yeah. And it also like Mythic Quest kind of reminded me as far as like the concept at first anyway, I know they're making games there, but, and yeah. it kind of reminded me, do you ever see the show, The Guild? Yeah. It was like an internet show first and then they kind of went to Netflix. Um, I think it was Netflix. Yeah, Felicia Day. Yeah. Created it. And it was fun at first. And I was like, uh, after a while, I kind of got tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, okay. And then I kind of saw Mythic Quest and the way they advertised it at first, it felt like it the Guild 2.0. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's not totally what it's advertised as, but it I do like it's set in like this video game studio mm-hmm. and they have a a creative director who is like a psychopathic genius. Is that Rob Michael Haney? Yeah. Okay. And like I love him so much in this role. Like he's so good at it and he's also vulnerable and weird and funny and he has real emotion like they let him have real vulnerable moments where he's a person. As opposed really- to Mac on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. So like he actually builds relationships with the other characters. Like that's, they're clearly investing in the relationships. And here's what I'll say I was really shocked by. That Mythic Quest gave an entire season's B plot to two girls falling in love. Oh. They are the QA testers for the video games. Anyway, I was just shocked they gave an entire season one subplot to these characters in like every episode. So it's like they meet and then they're kind of like a little flirty. It's just throughout until they finally get together type of thing. It's great. And I was like, wow, it is truly like the most diverse show about video games in terms of just like people types. Like, I I love it. Um, It seems that Apple is really trying to invest in creating things you know what i mean like they're not yeah. like re because if you go on apple tv plus anybody who doesn't have it by the way if you go on apple tv plus you just have their original stuff that's it that's all besides the peanuts cartoons the holiday specials that's about right. it like they're really not trying to rep anybody else's work right and they're just trying to put out original content not every not all of it hits you know not some of it's it does, that's what, how everything is but they do it, really try to focus on the creative side of everything and help let them do their own show, it seems. I mean, it feels very much like early Netflix. House yeah. of Cards. Like, we got really interesting. Orange is the New Black. Like, we got really interesting stuff that used to get multi-season arcs on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Before and Netflix so decided, oh, we're going to do this two-week thing. You have to have this I, watched in two weeks. I'm like, you do realize people have lives, right? Like, not everybody can binge everything. Also that some things I intentionally like let sit for a while to see how the reaction might change or like, is it still that good later? I don't, once the initial hype is over, should I still watch it? Like, I don't know. There's a lot that goes into those decisions. And so it's really frustrating me that these companies, I know it's a. Do you hear that cat climbing up? Oh my God. I just. (laughs) She's just like, I'm just going to climb on my way up the top. (laughs) Don't you know you need no leave my shit alone up there. She's like, but this shelf has things I can knock off. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that. Um, Anyway, Mythic Quest, super fun. Check it out. Um, Like it's not too heavy, Mm -hmm. but it's it's not like bonkers silly either. Like they have real plots and storylines. I like it. Good, good. Okay. Um, okay. Back onto this. What are I have a question here. What are some dream shows you would love to recap eventually? Ooh, dream shows. See, that's hard because is, is, is it like the shows of my dreams that I love deep in my heart? Or is it like the shows I really want to talk about and like dissect? And- Those. Yeah. The ones you're like, I really want to talk about this with somebody. Even if you like get pissed off at the show or it's just something you really want to make fun of or something. You know what I mean? Like anything like that. I mean, that. Pretty Little Liars is my dream show. Yeah. Like I have watched it far more times than it's worth watching. Like <laughs> far more. But it has now become something of a cultural touchstone that gets referenced a lot. I know. A lot. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't think the show was going to be that popular. Like, you know, I mean. I didn't either. But I think 
because I was on the older side getting into it. I think that's part of why. Mm-hmm. Like I've met women at work who got into it younger and it's like a foundational show for them. Okay. Huh. So like the generation just under us was like really into Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl, like cemented in their brains, I feel like. Yeah. And now those are two main like show types that get referenced. Pretty Little Liars is, I mean, like I said, it did everything better about phone stalking than Scream. I mean. I'm sure it did. Everything. Um, But it also completely fell apart. Like the show got. A lot of shows, especially when they last a while, do. Yeah, but you know how the Vampire Diaries, if you watch the last couple episodes, you're like, what relationship does this have to the first season? Um, With Pretty Little Liars, you're more like, we've had five A's. How many murderers are in this town? Can you trust anyone here? Well, hey, when you watch the Vampire Diaries, you're like, how does does this town still have people in it? With people who just go missing from, quote, animal attacks all the time. Teenagers just dying left and right, especially in the woods. <laughs> like, shut down the school, bust everybody out. Like, I mean, there's there was that one season where everybody did leave, <laughs> but they yeah. made them. <laughs> right. It it seems strange you'd have to force people out of Mystic Falls, but it's very similar to Pretty Little Liars, where by the end of it, you're like, nothing about this touches reality, but I'm in. I'm still in. Have you watched the new one, the new original Sin, Pretty Little Liars? Yeah, and I do not like it. Really? Well, okay, here's what it is. Did they try to make it scream-like, basically? Yes. If it was its own show and own property, I still wouldn't think it's the best show ever, but at least I wouldn't be comparing it to anything. Yeah. Whereas if you put Pretty Little Liars on there, I'm going to be like, oh, you're doing this poorly. You don't have a good character like this. You don't have this. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Just, I'm going to start like refusing to watch reboots at this point or sequel series like i'm getting there where i'm just like no i refuse i refuse to engage with this corpse of a thing you're dragging along did you ever try the new gossip girl i did what'd you think of that potential but didn't it get canceled no it's still going oh really yeah okay they're still in the middle of season two potential um but i still feel like i want you to stop saying it's like this other thing i like just give it a new name and let me invest in this new thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least with Gossip Girl, they changed the format up a little bit. Yeah. As far as like, you already know who Gossip Girl is, which I kind of I mean, like. I like that too, because at least it feels like they're trying to yeah. update to more like how we live. It's all about like trying to keep myself anonymous. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's which is interesting. You're like, oh, how are you going to do this? You know, and they go a little bit more risque with the show and like sex scenes and a little bit of. They only do like butt nudity. It's the only thing you see is a butt. But um, <laughs> yeah, but they, you know, I like how it all makes sense. It's more organic, especially for this generation. And yeah, they do bring fun. on throughout the show. They bring on old cast members. You'll see Blair's mom and uh, okay. Dorota again. And you also see like uh, Nellie Yuki shows up. <laughs> and uh, in the se- second season, I haven't watched it all. I've only watched the first episode of the second. I'm way behind. But Georgina Sparks comes back oh, for us for an arc. Apparently, she has a whole arc, and they okay. said, "Oh crap!" Apparently, she really helped like push some revitalization. People are like, "Oh shit, stuff's going down now," because <laughs> you got to meet okay. her son in the first season. Oh, and he's yeah. just as nuts, right. of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I. I just. I. I want. 
things that I enjoy to stop being butchered up and like twisted and remade and like used part of. And I don't know. It also much like the Star Wars uh, movies. Like I used to be a huge Star Wars nerd and I loved Star Wars. And I am now like I have no love because watching multiple generations of people fail to achieve the thing we thought they had achieved is a real downer. Oh, you're talking about like the Force Awakens reboot type stuff or? Well, I just mean at the end of Return of the Jedi, we were like, yes, we did it. We did it. Like the Rebels did something. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, and you hit the Force Awakens like, nope, I just created the new bad thing. Nothing mattered. And they're all dead. Yeah. Like none of their effort was for, it just feels like the ultimate exercise in like nihilism. Hmm. To where, like, I don't actually want to see multiple generation failures against a fascist empire. That's a real downer. Yeah, then you got all the freaking shows, which are prequels to this movie, but not to this movie. And you got to know where you're at. Okay, that's very similar to Marvel. It it is. very confusing to where you're like, what's in between what and what came before? But at least you know that right away with Marvel, that they're going to be kind of out of sync. You know what I mean? Like, you know that. But Star Wars, it was like, oh, let's go back again. And let's go back again. And let's go back again. (laughs) But I feel like now Marvel is starting to have to, like, retcon things because they're too far in. And, like, they've now made so many decisions. Yeah. But at least they have the means to with the whole multiverse storyline. They'd be like, oh, well, that's just from the multiverse. And that got rewritten. (laughs) You know? I mean, that is always the excuse with comic books is you can just be like, and then a new universe appeared and we started over. Like, what? Huh? Huh? what? <laughs> Whereas with Star Wars, you're just like, oh, cool. Now let's watch like Leia's grandchildren fail to fight the Empire. <laughs> Woo! Like, <laughs> yeah. We, we need to see wins that don't get like washed away. Or just come up with a whole new arc. Because there are so, it's a fucking universe. It doesn't have to be all politics. It could be like some kind of quest it could be or something. Anything. There are so many planets in Star Wars that it makes me mad that we see like the same. Th- like Ray went back to Tatooine. I'm sorry, that's a separate rant of mine. But like we've seen like three planets over and over again, and we hear about like this fucking universe of aliens and beings and ships and like where are they? Yeah, and the thing is. <laughs> That was all in the past, apparently, because it was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. Okay, well, did they ever go to Earth? (laughs) Jump forward then and be like, yay, they defeated that version of the Empire. Woohoo! What are we checking with that little girl from the Ewok adventure movies? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is she up to? I would watch that. How are the Ewoks doing? And if they're all dead now, oh, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I just can't with all the nihilism. You got to give me something. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch an Ewok show. I would too. Like a live action one, not one of the cartoons, but. Oh, no, like a live action. And they have to use the practical suits and everything. Oh, I'd love it. And give a lot of like little people some work there. You know what I mean? Like they need it. I mean, I I agree. But yeah, anyway, I I don't know. Reboots, requels, sequels, prequels, threequels. I feel like we've now come up with every iteration of it. Just make something new. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it kind of sounded like a recording from like, hello, and thank you for calling. <laughs> Your call is important to us. You actually have a good voice for that. You should think about voice uh, <laughs> work. Uh, I think it's a pretty competitive field.
I was having a joke. Like, you know, you remember the South Park movie? Did you ever watch that? Oh, my God. So long ago. Bigger, longer. Not. And like um, Satan was having an affair with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yes, I do remember And he kept that. like bringing the dildo out going, Satan, like that. And so I was just going, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> with the hand. Making oh, my God. Laugh. That's like a long, unlocked memory of passing a TV and like the South Park not even the South Park people, the like, the animated people were singing like Uncle Fucker or something. Like, oh I yeah, even... <laughs> such right? a fucking face, that... Uncle Fucker. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing in my head is those mouths <laughs> just like... just bobbling around on the head. Yeah, so weird. Oh, it's like that and um, the Team America, like Matt Damon. I, I just, I, I forever <laughs> because I don't even think he's dumb. That's part of why it's funny. <laughs> he's not that dumb it's just funny it's just funny okay i know the rallying cry of the 2000s <laughs> it's just funny just because we like it all right thank you <laughs> oh my gosh uh so um yeah so we're doing our little pre-show chat i guess and uh I was like, yeah. I was going to say, welcome to Behind the Magic. <laughs> <laughs> we are your Imagineers. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> oh, my Taking God. you on a journey behind the magic. Ooh. So it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like an after show, in a way, because it's going to re- release like on the Tuesday after the show comes out. So it'll be for that, you know, for that episode. Nice. And so, um, so thinking about that, like, what's been your favorite after show of a TV series? Like, like there was like Wolf Watch and Scream After Dark. They did a little bit of that. And then they, I remember like in the 90s, they had it at a, a Melrose Place after show on E for a little oh. while there. And um, at the height of its popularity. So, oh, that's a really good question. You know, I didn't really watch after shows, but I read the site Television Without Pity, mm-hmm. like obsessively. They did recaps, like day after recaps of like every top show. And they were snarky and they were funny. And so they had message boards. And that was like the first place I would check. Was that like a, I mean, so how long ago was that? Uh, I mean, I was reading Smallville, Alias, um, House of Cards. So like, late 90s, early 2000s. So it was pretty early on. Was it? I feel like that was all more like 2007. I don't know. I don't know. It all kind of blends together. Smallville went on for like 10 years. So it's kind of, it's it's, it's pretty, you know, I can't remember how long. Well, how long was Alias? Like five years, five seasons, six seasons, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, Smallville went 2001 to 2011. Wow. So yeah, it was definitely like that the 2000s. <laughs> Literally, the aughts. The the literal first decade. <laughs> I love how people spell out aughts as A U G H T. It's so weird. It's weird, but it, it's it works so cuz you're like, "Oh, that's what we're calling it." Okay. Okay. Instead of the zeros. The zeros. You Nobody know, the zeros. wants to be like, "Remember the zeros?" <laughs> that's awful <laughs> that little hand thing you did oh my gosh the cheek that's great oh i wish the audience could have seen it but oh well sorry it was it was, it was sitcom voice when the family's all sitting around and you're like remember well, the zeros 
Yeah, something like that. Then the screen goes all fuzzy and hazy, and you're like, oh, (laughs) And then they Um, go back to the zeros. So what about you? What was your favorite? Um, I still kind of, apparently Wolf Watch is still going on. I didn't realize what that are they watching? There, it's more like a like a podcast now, and they have it on YouTube, so you see like it's a set and everything. And oh, and cool. now they're doing um, well. They did the Teen Wolf movie, apparently, which sad to say, I did not care for the movie. Never seen it. Uh, the show, awesome. The movie was like, what? Come on, really? <laughs> this is what we did, really? Oh, After all no. this anticipation for this, really? This is what oh, we did? No. <laughs> yeah, it was ugh. But um, Wolf. Um, Wolfpack, the one with Sarah Michelle mm-hmm. Gellar in it, that's actually really good. Oh, I want to watch it. And it I, has nothing to do with Teen Wolf, so you don't have to know anything about it. Right. So yeah, but it's just um, anything with her. Yeah, I'll watch. She picks some quality stuff, you know, entertaining things. So I feel like she picks a good, like, entertaining horror thriller kind of niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but the first episode I saw it, um, and I liked it a lot. I haven't watched the second one yet. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, as of this coming out, everybody, this is February, by the way, everyone, (laughs) they don't need to know that it's the magic. It's the magic. Don't do the magic. It's always right. Whenever you just listened or about to listen to the episode, that's when we are, (laughs) (laughs) when we are, (laughs) it's when we exist. It's exactly us. whenever you perceive us <laughs> whenever you need us we're like tinkerbell but with tv shows no no we're like the muppets from labyrinth should you need us <laughs> yeah <laughs> sarah that's a much better comparison <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh goodness okay okay well, one more thing i want to ask you what if like there was any type of merchandise not a prop because I know that's what it sounds like I'm going to ask, but, mm-hmm. but merchandise from the magicians, something unique or something you would be interested in, like you would want, what do you think you would want? If they made a, 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 a made some merch that was kind of like cool and unique, you know? Um, I mean, any kind of magicians like tarot card deck or, Ooh. um, you know, things that are like kind of mystical, kind of magical, but also fun. Yeah. Like or those candles, do... those candles you could light. Oh, like the um the saint candles. Yeah. Yes. Like they make those yes. for pop culture icons now, but mm-hmm. that'd be fun too. That would be fun. Um cloth, clothing tie-ins. I would honestly yeah. like shop the magicians for some of their uh <laughs> some of their looks. Just a bunch of vests for Penny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm specifically thinking of Margot, but yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, what kind of scarf or vest do you want? I oh, mean, all you got. a closet of scarves. A closet of scarves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have, like, game show voice today, but I I do. know. You're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think I kind of want, like, maybe a replica of the clock to fillery. Ooh, that would be very cool, but also kind of scary to have. The ram's heads, yeah. Well, no, uh, maybe I mean, like, like a miniaturized version that wouldn't be as, you know. That wouldn't fit a human through it just in case yeah. something came through. Because I'd always be like, what if? What if I got the one? <laughs> 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 that magically goes fillery. 
And is that like a gift or is that a horror movie? I know. Like both. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, it would be shocking. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> you just saw these people with like horns on their heads talking to you and you know, just that'd be weird. It would be weird. Like Mr. Tumnus would freak me out if I went to Narnia. Like, well, okay, imagine if you're just in your house, you're like reading a book, you're sitting in your cool room with your replica magician's clock, and all of a sudden, the back of it opens and like a half goat man comes out. (laughs) Have you brought me little cakes? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm at home. Who are you? Why are you coming through my clock? With a little scarf. And oh, like, okay, you mean like Mr. Tumnus, not the other guy. Okay, come to Narnia. Come. We need your help, Dustin. I'm going to look at at the freaking like pipe that's probably sitting on the table, going, <laughs> "Did I get some really psychedelic <laughs> crap?" Um. <laughs> Jk. Jk. Would you follow him, or would you be like, "I am having a psychotic breakdown." I'm going to need some tea. Would you like some tea, <laughs> Mr. Tumnus? Yeah. Tell me about the state of Narnia before let's, we... Let's uh... talk before I start jumping through a portal, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to just go. I want to know what's going on. First. What if he's like, then, no, where's the closest eight-year-old who will come with me? Oh, God. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm not, we're not letting the kids be taken. Nope. No. Nope. Because that's who would follow him through the back of a clock. I know. <laughs> That is kind of predatory in a way, don't you think? Kind of. Magic just keeps going after kids. I mean, yeah, now that you say that, I'm thinking like magic systems get kids at like 8 to 11 so they can really indoctrinate them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They've got their right and wrong reasoning worked out, but now they can be like, hey, we're going to tell you what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And magic is right. Even when it's evil. It feels so right. (laughs) Oh my God. That reminds me. We may never do like an episode by episode on Buffy, but it would be really fun to do like a dark Willow arc that we talk about. Oh yeah. Because when Willow goes- Like those last few episodes of that season. Uh Uh-huh. Like no spoilers to anybody, but like it gets dark, but it also gets- a little funny at times and then like morosely <laughs> sad at others. Yes. Yeah. Like it's a whole roller coaster. Oh man. <laughs> just some Buffy episodes just get me, man. I'm like, oh. Some. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Seriously. I saw someone on Twitter the other day who tweeted, I'm going to watch the body episode of Buffy. Wish me luck. And I was like, why? Why? I, I can't. I, I'm like, I'm at the same. I don't know why. Why do we ha- what do you ever have this urge? Like when you're feeling bad to like watch something that will make you feel worse. Oh, yeah. I love being sad. I'm like a real emo kid. You know like, what I'm saying? Like, I it's not. Love... Why do I want to torture myself that much? <laughs> I just love. Oh, just get into that like oozy depression of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I love it. You took pleasure too much in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still listen to all the emo bands. Like, Aww. I'm still like, what is it? Um, like Dashboard Confessional? Dashboard Confessional. I mean, I can't listen to Yellow Card because it cuts too deep anymore. But like, 
Taking Back Sunday, brand new. I'm just like, oh, the angst. <laughs> alternative mu- music. It basically, that's what alternative music turned into was the emo music, I think. It just kind of naturally evolved. I mean, there's evolved. still some alternative. I'd say emo is like an offshoot. There's still some more like rock alternative, but I just, lo- I was like, yes, yes, let's be sad. Yes. <laughs> Make sad me it sad. <laughs> Jep in a sad wagon. Oh God, that's that's what the Gen Zers are gonna say when they mock uh, emo kids like me, who are now old emos. We don't really know much about the Gen Zers. They keep they keep evolving every day. I think that's partly because what the media does is take whatever cohort is under thirty and calls them Gen whatever, like mm-hmm. they did. <laughs> Having lived through being a millennial, which counts, which is now like a 40 year age range, according to the media. <laughs> like millennials- It's really only like 15 years, something I like know, that. I know, but somehow millennials have been like the terror of the last decades. And it's like, okay. And now it's the same with like Gen Z. You know what? Gen X hasn't said a damn thing. Have you noticed that? No, Gen X is always talking. They don't get media coverage. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it. Stops complaining about how they're like invisible. It's boomers, millennials, and Gen Z. And it's like Gen X is like, we're still here. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. You're the slackers who took yourselves out of everything. And now you're like, I didn't want you to pay attention to me. But like, now you're not paying attention to me. Pay attention to me. me. And it's like, but you never wanted the attention. There's still a weird relationship where it's like, we don't want your attention. We want a little bit of it. <laughs> we want a little bit, but not really. But we do. We want to no. be acknowledged as much as we want. <laughs> Give it to us. We want that attention. I mean, Sorry. it's fine. It's very fair. Gen X is definitely like, which is so weird because in my opinion, like who's working in the media? It's a lot of Gen X running things at this point. Yeah, it's true. Maybe they don't want to be in the media. They're like, ah. I mean, maybe that's why they throw everything at millennials and boomers. <laughs> exactly. They're like, uh, you know what? Let's just screw with these guys. Because like, who's complaining? Millennials aren't complaining about millennials. No. So like, I don't know. Maybe it's Gen X behind the scenes pulling all the threads. That does make sense. It does, right? Sounds like Gen X needs to be a little introspective. Find out. Why do they hate themselves so much? <laughs> <laughs> and then we turn to Gen X media and we're like, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, we get that. We get it. Yeah. It wasn't at the whole like everything sucks. Caring sucks. Um, engaging is lame. Like if you didn't go into the rat race, you were like, oh, I didn't want to anyway. <laughs> That's my read on Gen X. Oh, <laughs> you're you have so much joy. <laughs> I did also see a funny Instagram yesterday, yesterday, today, I don't a year ago. I think it's all the same, right? That said that uh, millennials had September 11th and Shrek in a five month period. And I was like, huh. What a weird time to develop thoughts about the world. <laughs> Shrek and 9-11. <laughs> what? I mean, that's true. That does feel kind of like my childhood. <laughs> we also had glitter that came out right after 9-11. Remember that, Mariah Carey? I, re- I remember it. I wasn't interested. 
I went to see it. Some friends oh. wanted to see it, and I just wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. And so they were like, we're going to see Glitter. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I didn't even know about it, really. I was like, oh, I think I saw, like, one preview for it. And I went and saw it, and I was like, okay. And when I was watching it, and it was supposed to take place in, like, the 80s. And okay. I'm watching it, and they had already, like, digitally removed the Twin Towers. And I was like, that's not historically accurate. That's unsettling. That was really weird. Like, they were really, really overreacting to, like, oh, what do we do? It was, like, one of the first movies released after. Oh. But that's so weird to just be, like, they were never here. Like, uh um, No, they're in every other movie. Like, what? <laughs> we, what? It felt really weird. It felt I really bet. weird. Yeah, because it's like, wait, no, that's not. When Mariah Carey was growing up, they were fully still there. Yeah. I or, don't I don't get it. You know, it was, it was glitter, the strangest thing. Or, was her name Honey? No, that was Jessica Alba, right? Yeah. Glitter honey. and then Honey. <laughs> it just sounds like stripper names. Well, I, I know. I was just thinking like, wow, that would be like an epic sleepover night of movies. Glitter and Honey. Followed up by Showgirls. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Me. That's a different podcast. Oh, my gosh. There are plenty of those. We don't need any more of those. <laughs> I don't know. Are people covering glitter and honey? I got to say, I don't hear those things referenced that much. I think they've, I think they've, I've seen a few people do those, but okay. you know. I'm Thank actually God surprised. We're not. <laughs> I, I'm surprised I remember that honey is a movie. Yeah. It, it it was a thing. It was all those commercials. At a point, like you had to know every movie that was coming out because they just blasted you with trailers constantly, and you were like, "Okay, that movie is coming out." And it's weird when you go, "Oh crap!" Like they didn't, you know, advertise some as much, and then, mm -hmm. and those are the ones like you grab, you know, you gravitated towards, like, "Ooh, what's this gem I found?" Right, this gem. <laughs> You know, what's this cult, cult classic now? You know, like, it's not cult if it becomes like it pop popular. Well, like just because it wasn't, it didn't have the marketing of everything else. You're like, oh, I haven't heard of that one. But it's like the top sixth movie. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, um, it was okay. a different time. It was. It was a and there you have it. Thanks again for listening to these Patreon bonus episodes, and we hope to have you back for the next actual brand new episode of Season 2, which will be The Magician's Season 2. So uh, please join me and Orlean for that. Um, and please also, if you could, give a little rating and review over on Spotify or Apple or Good Pods or wherever you listen to the show, or if you want to leave them on all of them, I would love that as well. Uh, don't forget to come back again next uh, January 29th, 2024. The Magician's. Season two. Hope to see you. Or at least see the that somebody's downloaded it and been listening, you know. Which would maybe Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking now. Have a good one. Bye.